0: Life can take us on unexpected paths that leave us with emotional wounds and scars, but these scars do not have to be a burden that we carry alone. I'm Jocelyn Biederset, a childhood sexual assault survivor, and this is Invisible Scars, a podcast where we connect and learn from those who have come out stronger on the other side of trauma. So welcome to my very first solo episode. I had so many ideas of what I wanted to talk about, and a couple weeks ago, I had put up a poll on what you guys wanted me to talk about. So there was the top two things where you guys wanted me to talk about publication bans and kind of a life update and what's been going on. Publication bans is something that I definitely want to get into. I am doing a little bit of work to actually research and learn more about it before I bring it to you guys. Just because, number one, I'm so passionate about it. I'm so angry about it. So it's something that I really want to make sure I educate myself on before I bring it to you guys and I have all the information. So I kind of thought that I would do a roundup of what I have learned this year in this incredible journey of healing that I've really dove into. So, you know, a couple episodes ago, Susie and I sat down and we were talking about self-compassion. And that is something I've worked really hard on this year. Um, It is something that does not come naturally to any of us and Every day, I honestly work at it. Like every week when I'm sitting in therapy um, is something that I'm really trying to bring to the table. And when I do things or I slip back into those areas of my brain where, or those thoughts, sorry, where I'm. I'm being really hard on myself. And I I often will say, I hate myself for doing this, or I hate myself for thinking this way, or I hate that I've slipped back into this X, Y, and Z. And right now, I'm just really working on not hating myself for those things and trying to really develop that muscle of self-compassion. But as I was sitting here thinking about you know, what I really wanted to bring to this episode, something came to me that has been really, really loud in my head lately. And I've been working on my self-worth and what i feel that i deserve because i think a lot of times as trauma survivors that's one of the first things to go is when we've experienced a really traumatic event our self-worth is just gone we don't think we deserve these things um in life we don't think that we are worthy of the love that we deserve or you know the life that we deserve or even just having those big dreams we shut them down so quickly because we feel that we don't deserve them and i know for myself i spent so many years thinking that so much of my self-worth was wrapped up in how i looked let me explain so not just towards friendships or um intimate relationships i spent most of my life really really worried about how i looked and if I looked put together, people would respect me, or if my body was perfect, men would would want to be with me, or if my makeup and outfit were perfect, girls would want to be my friend. If I lived in the perfect neighborhood in the perfect house that was always clean, no one would know how much pain I was in. And that has been a really harsh re- reality in the last year is that so much of my self-worth was wrapped up in how I looked. And when I didn't feel like I looked presentable enough or good enough, I wouldn't go to events. I wouldn't go to parties with our friends. I wouldn't go and go to get groceries. I honestly would send my husband. So, I'm really trying to change the narrative for myself that if I don't look perfect or my life doesn't look perfect, that nobody will like me or no one will be want to be around me. I used to have people and friends comment that my life was so perfect and God, I would sit there and think If they only knew. And I know that so many of you are sitting here thinking the same thing because not one of our lives is perfect. Am I right? Like, none of our lives are perfect. And we try so hard to make it seem that way. And it was actually keeping people at a distance from me instead of giving me, you know, that love and friendship and kindness that I did want from people portraying perfection all the time was literally keeping people out of my life. So. That is one thing that I'm really trying to work on. and another thing is, you know I have this and I've had this since I was a kid. I remember from a very early age thinking that I could fix everybody thinking that I could help somebody if they I could just have a conversation with this person, you know, they would be better. and that save the day energy became so addicting to me that I felt I could help everyone and it honestly, Prevented me from helping myself. I was putting so much of my energy into helping other people or, you know, fixing things for people, fixing things for my kids, my family, whatever it was, my friends, whoever it was. I was putting so much focus into other people because helping myself and fixing myself, A, comes back to that self worth. I didn't feel I deserved it. And working on my own stuff was just too painful. So, you know, that's another thing I'm really trying to work on is realizing that I can't fix everybody. I can't help everybody. And working on myself is such an important job. And saving the day for myself is something that I need to really work on. So, you know, this self-healing journey is, is really complex. It is uncomfortable. And it's not something that comes naturally to me or probably any of you. But God, it is so worth it. So those are like the two main pillars that I'm trying really hard to work on right now. And um, it's hard. It doesn't come easy, as I said, and um, I'm uncomfortable most days. But as I start to really try and put these practices into place, it it is getting, I see my walls coming down and I see myself being more real. And I see myself being really in tune with my needs, my husband's needs, my daughter's needs. It's creating a calmer environment in our home where we're understanding each other more. So that has been incredible. And I also wanted to kind of talk to you guys about a few things that I have learned over the last year and a half of this healing journey. So some things you're gonna agree with, some things maybe you won't, but this is my own personal experience. So in the season that I'm in right now of healing, I've said many times on this podcast that no one really talks about the immense loss that you go through as you start to kind of level up your life and you start to decide what's right for you and what's not right for you and heal. And the one thing I have learned is that you don't always have to tell your side of the story. Sometimes it's okay to just stay silent because people are going to believe what they want to believe. And I've realized that Sometimes when you run around trying to defend yourself or tell your side of the story, it makes people actually believe the other story more. So I kind of come to this realization that the loudest person in the room usually has the most to hide. And that it's okay to stay silent when everyone is believing these lies or untruths about you or exaggerations about you, because the truth is, the truth always comes out. Whether it is a week from now or six months from now or a year from now, people do come around. They do realize that some things don't maybe add up and some things don't make sense. And I've actually had people in my life come back to me and say, you know, I'm sorry that I didn't actually take a second to think about what your side might be. Or, you know, I didn't take a second to think about the fact that nothing they were saying was adding up. And it's just made me realize that for my own peace, for my own sanity, it's okay to just step back and say, you know what, I actually don't need to chase this down. The people who truly know me and love me are going to show up for me and not, A, care what anyone says about you, or B, they're also not going to believe it or want to believe it. So, you know, that's been a really a hard one, but I'm so glad that I learned that lesson and I stand really firm in that from now on. So you know, that is my first thing that I would tell you guys is that the loudest person in the room usually has the most to hide. So that one I love. I say it often to myself. I say it often to my husband. And it's something that we've really leaned on in the last year. Another thing that I've learned in the last year is that disappearing to dig deep and heal does not make you weak. It actually shows incredible strength. And it's taken a bit for me to realize that I have nothing to prove to anyone, and neither do you. So I literally disappeared. I stopped drinking. Not that I had a problem with alcohol. But I knew that the alcohol anxiety was already adding to my regular anxiety, and it was causing me to overthink and all these things. And so, you know, kind of when you make those choices, people disappear, or they are, you're boring now, or God, you you used to be fun. And so disappearing to heal from the things I needed to heal from and cut certain things out of my life, like alcohol, it created a space for me people disappeared from me for sure but i also became so okay with that and so comfortable with my own company and it it's powerful in those moments so it really was important for me to realize that it did not make me weak. It actually made me strong because even as an adult, the peer pressure that we face from people, um, you know, you're boring. You used to be fun. I can't believe you, dr- oh, you're not drinking again. Oh, cool. Right. Like we've all heard those things. So having the strength to stand up to that and just really stand firm in what you want is so incredibly strong. So I just want to really drive that home. It doesn't make you weak, disappear do the meditation cry sit in a closet like i often do you know do all the therapy Cut out the alcohol if that's what you need to cut out. Like go for a run on a Saturday night instead of going and sitting in a pub with your friends. Like whatever brings you joy and whatever you feel you need in that moment, do it. It makes you stronger, not weaker. And it doesn't have to be forever. I mean, I definitely cut out alcohol for a year solid. Um, as of now, I want to be clear, I have the occasional glass of wine. It doesn't make me feel good, but I will slide it in there when it feels like it's worth it, I guess is how I should say it. So if my husband and I are out on a date, sometimes I'll have a glass of wine. You know, if me and my girlfriends are out for the having a girls weekend, um, I'll have a cocktail or two sometimes, but it's not, I don't look at alcohol the same and I don't want to put it in my body. So makes me stronger, not weaker, because it's really hard to stand up to those voices that are outside of us and the people who we thought were our friends who, who talk down to us because of it. So that's a tough one. also wanted to talk about trying everything until you find something that lights you up this has been a really big a really big moment in my life right now so for those of you who don't know a year ago i actually opened an online boutique doted and i have said before that it came at a time in my life where god i i was so lost you know i spent so many years saying to my husband I need something in my life that means something to me. I was at a job that I was very good at, but I absolutely hated. Um, I, I hated going to work every day. I hated what I was doing. I was very good at my job. And I actually quit three times and had three goodbye parties. And they kept asking me to come back. And each time I would make a little more money, I'd get a bit more vacation time. And, you know, I, it was that, Again, save the day energy that I was addicted to because they would call me and say, you know, we really need you, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I needed, And I would jump into it, even though I knew I hated it. And it was the last time they asked me to come back that I almost said yes. And I said no. And I was so proud of myself. And I was like, okay, now what? What do I need? And I spent so long, so many years trying to figure out what meant something to me. I always knew I wanted to help. Originally, that looked like social work. My husband was right on this one. And he said, that's not for you. You are a bleeding heart. You can't leave it at home. You're just going to be frustrated. I think this is a terrible idea. We talked about me going into psychology. We just, I always knew I wanted to help. but also. I love clothes. I love to shop. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to open an online boutique when COVID happened. And it was like my dream come true. I absolutely loved it. I was so incredibly fulfilled. It meant something to me. And it came at a time in my life where I was at this great season of loss. And it honestly saved me. It got me out of bed. It got me creative. It got those juices flowing. And it led me to this podcast. So as I was launching the podcast, I started to realize that the clothes, the shopping and the boutique were not filling my cup anymore. And it honestly felt more of a chore than it did fulfilling me. So that was something that was really interesting because clothes have always been a really big part of my life. Shopping has always been a really big part of my life. And for everyone who knows me really well, when I told them that I like, don't really shop anymore, it was so shocking. I was the girl at 17, 18, 19, when I had my first jobs that I would get my check on Friday and I would instantly hit them all because I would have to buy a new outfit or a new pair of shoes. And through my healing, I've realized that was actually my trauma. Like my shopping addiction, I'm going to name it. I was addicted to shopping was actually like my heroin. It was my escape. It was my dopamine hit. Like it was what, I should not have been doing. It was in place of healing. It was in place of therapy, but you know, it was not healthy for me. And as I started to heal, I didn't need that part of me anymore. And this part of me that was meant to help, that wants to help, that save the day addicting energy, you know, that cup was being filled in a healthier way because I got to share my story. I was getting the feedback and you guys were loving it. And as I was hearing all of these messages come through of thank you. um, Thank you for your story. Thank you for sharing other people's stories. This is so helpful. It's so healing. I felt on top of the world. And when one passion leads you to another, you kind of had to have to make a choice. And that's what happened to me. I was at a crossroads and I realized, you know, I have to try everything till I find something that lights me up. And that's what I did. And it changed my life. This podcast has changed my life. What I'm doing has changed my life. I absolutely love it. And it honestly, I'll say it again, it has changed my life. So it doesn't matter how many things you try on, who thinks you failed. That was a big thing for me was that people would perceive it as I failed and I did not fail. I actually succeeded in more ways than I ever could have with the boutique because it led me to my passion. So don't worry what other people think. Just try everything on until you find something that fits. And I cannot say that enough. Like it, it doesn't matter how many things you try. It doesn't matter how old you are. It does not matter. Try on everything until you find something that fits. That was a big one for me. I think too, one thing I wanted to touch on was that how much loneliness healing requires. Healing requires so much loneliness and letting go and it hurts. And I wanted to kind of touch on this because I think that's where a lot of us stop is when when we start healing. And not only are you feeling those super uncomfortable feelings and you don't want to sit in it, but you got to sit in it. You got to feel it to heal it. I heard that somewhere today and I, I wish I could call out who said it, but you got to feel it to heal it. And as you're doing that, you're also going through the season of loss that I've talked about where people don't fit in your life anymore, where you don't fit in other people's lives anymore. And it hurts. And I, I know that that's where a lot of us give up. And we just say, no, I don't want to do this and go back to those vices, whether it's shopping, online shopping or compulsive dating or drugs, alcohol, whatever it is that's distracting you from the pain, we go back to it because it just feels too big. And I just want you guys to hear me that it's necessary, it's worth it, and you deserve it. And I promise that sitting in it heals it and you're able to get to the other side. And once you do, you know, you're like, you can't believe that you didn't do it sooner. So I, I hear you. I know that healing creates a lot of loneliness and letting go. And I know that it hurts, but it is so necessary. And back to that self worth, you deserve it. You deserve to feel happy. You deserve to feel at peace with your pain. You know, as I'm sitting here today, my episode with Kevin Hines came out yesterday and something he said near the end of the episode, it still rings in my head. And he said, in this whole process of him healing his pain, healing his brain pain, healing his trauma, healing all of these things that led him to the point of jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, he said that he is not recovered from his trauma he has not recovered from the pain he went through as a child as a teenager or later in life he's not recovered he's in recovery and i just thought that that was like so profound it hit home so hard with me because i truly feel the same way like i think it it's so important to hear that we are in recovery and i will always be in recovery from trauma and these horrible things that happened to me and you know, there will be days where I slip up and I feel like I can't go any further. And you guys are going to feel this too. There are going to be days where you slip up. You're like, I can't go any further. I hate this life. What the hell am I doing? I can't figure this out. I feel awful. I have no energy. I get that. We're all going to go back because we're in recovery. But the difference between in recovery and not even touching it is that we have those tools in our toolbox to not stay in that place as long because we know now what it's like to feel good. And it it just felt so good to hear him say that. I think I, I relate that so much to people who struggle with alcoholism or drug addiction or an eating disorder. I just feel like you're always in recovery and that's always going to be there. And let me be clear. I truly believe that all of us have something we're in recovery from, whether, you know, it is trauma alcoholism, drug addiction, or even, you know, I have an episode coming out where we talk about codependent relationships and, you know, being addicted to love. It's, there's so many different aspects to this. And I truly believe we're all in recovery from something. So we can do it. You are worth it. I'm just going to keep saying that again and again, because that again is something that I'm working on is my self-worth and remembering that I deserve to be happy. I am worth it. I am worth the life that I want. I am worth the healing. And we can do this. We're all in recovery from something. So I'm going to say, let's just be a little kinder to each other, right? I've said a couple times... In a few episodes ago, uh, actually, I've said this in many episodes because it's something that has been mind-blowing for me in this process. And that is that I realized that you do not have to stay in the pain to hold anybody accountable. I'm going to say that again. You do not have to stay in your pain to hold anybody accountable. What happened to you matters and healing from it does not let anyone off the hook accept you. This is something that I really, really believe. And I spent so many years thinking, well, if I stay broken, if I stay hurt, if I stay in the state, then they're accountable. If I heal from it, it's like, it's like letting them off the hook. It's like, it didn't matter. It's like, you know, I, I'm telling them that it's okay that you did this to me. It's okay that you abused me. It's okay that you did x y and z to me. And you know, for years that kept me it kept me small. It kept me in pain. It kept me a victim. And realizing that I don't actually have to stay in pain to hold anybody accountable, it it let me know and it sent a signal to my brain, to my heart, whatever it was, that I deserve to let myself heal and live the life I dream of. I don't deserve to hold myself in that shit. I don't deserve to sit in that pain where I'm not showing up as a good mom or I'm not showing up as a good wife or friend or sister or whatever it is. And I'm literally living fucking Groundhog Day. Like I could not do that anymore. How many of you are sitting there living in Groundhog Day, living in the pain, living in the shit, ignoring how you're feeling? Like you don't have to live like that to hold them accountable. Two things can be true at the same time. You can be happy and live a fulfilling life and also hold those people accountable for the things that happened to you that were so painful. So that has been a really, really big one. And again, coming back to that self-worth that I deserve to let myself heal and live the life that I dream of. So I just, that one is really big. I keep saying that that one is so big for me, but they all are. These are all things that I've really learned in the last year that I've leaned on. And I just have a couple more that I think are so important to share with you guys. One thing that I have really, really held on to this year, this is a big one for me. What other people think of you is none of your business. Whoa. (laughs) This was like, I cared so freaking much what other people thought about me. And it held me back. It kept me small. It stopped me from doing things. Like, I will tell you that, like... A month before I launched Doted, um, I almost pulled the plug because I was like, nobody's going to like this. What are they going to think? Oh my God, I'm putting myself out in the world. I'm putting myself on the internet. What will these people in my small town think of me? I'm so embarrassed. Like, I almost let what people thought of me stop me from living my dream, which means I would not have had Doted, which means that I would not have this podcast, and I would not have moved to Kelowna, and I would not have li- be living this life that I am living that I am so fucking grateful for. Like, I cannot believe how many times I let the opinions of other people hold me back, and when I realized that what they think of me is literally none of my business. Oh my God, I felt so free. Like, I honestly feel now like there's nothing I can't do. And I I know that to some of you that's like, that's so freaking naive, but I truly believe there's nothing I can't accomplish. There's nothing I can't do. And if we all could just get out of our own freaking way and realize that what they think, it's none of our business. I just truly believe that we would all be unstoppable. Like how many of you have stopped yourself from doing something that you really wanted to do or achieving a dream that you really wanted to achieve or even attempting? You're not going to get every dream that you, you shoot for. It's just not going to happen. It's not possible. Which brings me back to, you know, try everything on until you find something that lights you up. What people think of you always holds us back. And I know that this is like a universal condition that we all have to like deprogram ourselves from. So please work on that because I'm telling you how freaking life changing it is. I literally don't care anymore. I care what my husband thinks when it comes to our life. And, you know, I want him to be treated well and feel seen and heard. And the same with the people I care about. That's different. That's different than letting other people's opinions hold you back. And, I know, you know, what was about to come out of my mouth next was like, I feel like this is a small town thing because like everybody knows each other. Everyone knows each other's business. We're all a little too involved in each other's lives, but I can guarantee you this is like a big city problem too. It's a universal problem. And I just want us to all stop judging each other, first of all, and also stop worrying what they think of you because it's none of your business, literally none of our business. So I'm going to, I'm going to, go on to the last one. And I don't want to sound mean when I say this. um, But you know, it's the truth. So I'm just going to say it. So the last one that I have for you guys, that has been really important to me this year as well, is that the truth of the matter is that not everyone wants to see you succeed. That's okay. Do it anyway. And this has been something that has been so hard for me to accept. Because the truth is, even the people that are close to us, even the people who we spend a lot of our free time with, friends who we drink with and party with and go out with, or even some family members, even some close friends, someone who you thought may be your best friend, not mine, Susie, if you're listening, I'm not referring to you, but even the people that we really think have our back. They don't always want to see you succeed. Not everyone wants to see you succeed. And it's the truth. It's painful. But I think a lot of times when someone sees you doing something that is bold, that is ballsy, following your dreams, putting yourself out there, getting that house, getting that promotion, getting that job, having that baby, whatever it is, it, some people, it invokes this, you know, thing inside of them that makes them feel small and it makes them feel insecure about what they're not doing and that's a them problem it's not a you problem i think a lot of times so many people are afraid to take that leap or afraid to go outside their comfort zone or afraid to do anything out of the ordinary because they're worried what people think and once they watch someone else do it then they're uncomfortable they're just I hate to say this but it comes from a place of jealousy. It just does. And that doesn't make them bad people. It just, you know, it triggers them in some way. And I'm going to say that again that it that is a them problem, not a you problem. And coming to terms with the fact that not everyone in my life wanted to see me succeed, it was painful. That was something that was really hard for me to accept and I've spent so much of my life wanting certain people in my life to be really proud of me. And I still struggle with that. I still am hoping one day certain people will pick up the phone and say I'm so proud of what you're doing. And you know that's been hard, but I also have to realize that I'm proud of me and that is the only thing that matters. That I'm proud of me, my my husband, my kids are proud of me and that is what matters. And I hope all of you could just take some of what I said today into consideration, put some of these things into practice and try your very best to put yourself first, put your healing first. Realize that in those really hard freaking moments where the healing feels heavy and you really don't want to touch it, that's okay, but come back to it. Don't give up. Please don't give up. So that is kind of what I wanted to bring to the table to you guys today for my first solo episode, which, you know, I said, like, I literally thought this would be the easiest episodes that I would ever record. And I put these off for so long because I felt so uncomfortable. So sorry to my producer, Maddie, who I absolutely adore. I know that she's probably waiting for this to come in. But. That will be your guys' homework for this week is to just kind of take into consideration all these things that I've said that I've learned in the past year and just know that you're not alone. So we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that today's episode provided insight, inspiration, and comfort to anyone who is dealing with the effects of trauma. Remember, you are not defined by your scars and you are not alone in your healing journey. If you enjoyed listening, please make sure to rate, review, and share this episode with a friend who could benefit from listening. We'll see you next week.